0: You are listening to the Amateur Church Podcast, where we pursue excellence in ministry with the right motivation, for the sake of love. I'm Pastor Matt, and I'm so thankful that you're on this disciple's journey with me. This is a call for anyone who is tired of church being a programmed organization. You see, I want to be an amateur. At least in the sense that how I lead, preach, and serve is based on love. You know, that's exactly what the word amateur really means. I want my love for Jesus Christ and love for others to be my motivation. And so this is not a push to become lazy or unskilled in my ability. Rather, I believe that when we get back to being amateurs, we will actually have a greater excellence in our lives in following Jesus Christ. So thank you for listening and thank you for joining me as we reject a professional Christianity that seeks our own glory and rediscover a passion for Christ and His church. We are in what we know is the 37th week of this year. And uh, what that means is every single week we've been walking through The books of the Bible. We are now on the second book of the New Testament, the book of Mark. And we're going to run through this week, uh, run through the book of Mark, all 16 chapters as you read. And we want to look at just this phenomenal Early gospel and see uh, the story of Jesus Christ really hopefully in a fresher way. We just got done reading uh, different portions of the book of Matthew. We're going to read the entire book of Mark because Mark kind of kind of summarizes briefly what Matthew and Luke uh, have to say, and they uh, in in looking at these passages and looking at these stories, my prayers is that we see the gospel with renewed and and revived hearts. So as we dive in today, today is theology and what can we learn? What can we learn about God? What can we learn about man? and what can we learn about the relationship between God and man based on the book of Mark? So in order to understand, let us look at kind of the, the background information of these books. First, the date that it is written is probably between 60 and 65 A.D., about 30 years after Jesus walked uh, on this earth in his earthly ministry, uh, by John Mark. Now, you may recognize the name John Mark from the, uh, the cousin of Barnabas who traveled for a time with Paul and Barnabas. And became really the source of contention between the two. Uh, but John Mark was not a one of the recognized apostles or disciples of the Twelve, but he would later on follow uh, in the footsteps of many of them on missionary journeys. In fact, Paul says at the end of his life, John Mark is useful for me. And so we know that whatever happened between them, that God was able to restore that relationship. Some scholars even say that John Mark is the, uh, is the one who was with Jesus in the garden and when he was arrested and ran away naked. Uh, we see that in the book of Mark. But most believe that he was a close associate of the apostle Peter and that much of Mark's account comes straight from the mouth of Peter. So that's very important to, to understand as you're reading through this book. The theme of, uh, of Mark, really, while we saw in Matthew that Jesus is the king of the Jews, in the book of Mark, we see that Jesus is known as the suffering servant. Uh, I, I love uh, how Mark uh, describes Christ throughout his book, and and the emphasis on the urgency of servanthood. Uh, in fact, listen to Mark chapter eight, verse thirty-one. It says, And he began to teach them that the Son of Man must suffer many things and be rejected by the elders and the chief priests and the scribes and be killed and after three days rise again. Uh, So we see that, that Christ reminds them he's going to suffer. In fact, he gives them the challenge in verse 34. If anyone wishes to come after me, he must deny himself, take up his cross, and follow me. So it focuses on the persecution of Christ for believers and and again it's very fast paced. The word immediately is used 41 times in the book of Mark. We see the urgency and uh, I want to kind of break down for you Jesus's authority as a servant that is given to him, over all things, all nature. In fact, when you read Mark chapter two, uh, verses three through twelve, we see that Christ has authority over disease. Look at Mark chapter two, and and we see uh, uh, in verse three, and they came bringing to him a paralytic, carried by four men. And Jesus says, "Son, your sins are forgiven." But He proves this, uh, the the message of forgiveness, by the miracle of raising the paralytic man. Man, and and we see this all throughout the book of Mark. Jesus heals the lame. Jesus heals the leper. Jesus heals the mute. Jesus heals the the uh, those who are, are are blind. Jesus heals those who are dealing with these physical infirmities. So Jesus has authority over diseases. Theologically, let that. Soak in your heart, be an anchor for your soul today. Second, Jesus has authority over disasters. Look at Mark chapter 4 with me, verse 35, uh, and, and notice what it says. It says, On that day when evening came, he said to them, Let us go to the other side. And leaving the crowd, they took him along with them in the boat, just as he was, and other boats were with him. And there arose a fierce gale of wind, and the waves were breaking over the boat, so much that the boat was already filling up. Jesus himself was in the stern, asleep on the cushion, and they woke him and said to him, Teacher, do you not care that we are perishing? He got up and he said, Hush, be still. And in this, we see that God was able to calm the the seas, calm the storms. Jesus has authority over disaster. Third, Mark chapter 5 continues in showing the authority of Christ as the suffering servant. He has authority over demons. In Mark chapter 5, we find a man who is uh, who has his dwelling among the tombs one that no man was able to tame or bind him with a chain because he had torn them apart and broken the shackles into Pieces. He had an unclean spirit within him, and when Jesus meets him, the the uh, this demonic man, demon possessed man, uh, Jesus says, "What is your name?" And he says, "My name is Legion, for we are many." But when Jesus encounters this demon possessed man, the demons have to flee. The demons have to be uh, have have to leave. God has authority over demons. Can I share with you? Jesus even has authority over. Death. Look again, Mark chapter five, verse 35 says, while he was still speaking, they came from the house of the synagogue official saying, your daughter has died. Why trouble the teacher anymore? And he said, do not be afraid any longer. Only believe. Verse 39, the child has not died, but is asleep. And they began laughing and mocking. And he sent out everyone except uh, the father and the mother and his own companions. And taking the child by the hand, he said to her, Talitha kumai, which means little girl, I say to you, get up. And immediately the girl got up. Our Savior, Jesus Christ, the suffering servant, has authority over diseases, disasters, demons, and death. And in this, he has authority to bring us back to life. He has authority over your disbelief, even today. That that those times that you feel afraid, discouraged, doubt, doubting, depressed, God can come to you and revive your heart. And I, I I wanted to take time today, as we begin our study through the book of Mark this week. What a powerful time that we can have as we as we grow in uh, in just the truth that God is in control. Uh, I know many of our uh, classes are going to be studying the book of Mark in Sunday schools. Uh, uh, They've been doing that uh, starting this month. And I'm looking forward to to this week as we get to dive into the book of Mark. So my prayer for this is that as we have seen that Christ is the suffering servant, that we would learn how to serve and endure suffering for the gospel. I'm praying for you. I love you. Stakes in the ground.